here we are at bottom of the Smash Mountain. I would like to thank my supporters supporters over at patreon.com slash bsmpod for continuing to support me and what I'm doing. Today we have it's underscore error underscore. That's where you can find error on twitch.tv slash it's underscore error underscore. Now that that's been seared into your brains, go drop a follow, drop a sub, gift a sub. It is the season of giving on March uh 9th so <laughs> why not but we're live on that twitch.tv slash it's underscore error underscore jude that's what i'll be calling you as we continue to move forward with the interview here the number nine ranked new jersey pr player with the sharpest sword of the bunch over there error what's up jude how's it going how's it going i'm doing pretty well how about yourself yeah i'm doing good i didn't write down the intro you know what i never write down the intro that was a lie i don't normally write down the intro either way i'm excited to get past that because it's always feels weird to me to do intros so now i'm in the part that i really like which is talking to you directly so now that we've gotten the official podcast stuff out of the way let's talk in terms of where i would like to go which is the beginning i always love hearing how people get into melee so jude in the very beginning of time when you were picking up the game and you were playing it and realizing how cool it is was that because of watching stuff on youtube like combo videos or the documentary was it because of seeing a random post on twitter saying you know hungrybox is killing the game and you go what game is it because is it because of of Slippy for crying out loud? I'm assuming you've been around longer than that, but I'd love to hear it from your perspective. So, um, it actually started back in high school. Uh, in my junior-ish year, um, which was about 2016, so I've been playing for about six years. Um, the person in my chat, uh, her tag is BMG, Big Meat Gamer. Um, she is like my best friend from high school um and she got me into the game because like it was like one day i walked in and they were talking about smash at the lunch table yada you know how it goes and uh they were talking about wave dashing and i remember this explicitly because uh they were like dude do you know how to wave dash and i was like yeah of course i know how to wave dash because so i played brawl with my friends a lot growing up and i i, I learned how to roll and uh I, I thought to myself, like, oh, wave dashing is some fancy term for rolling. Of course I know how to do that. Who <laughs> wouldn't know how to do that? So we go to play, and, uh, like, you know, they're spamming wave dashes, L cancels, all of the fun tech that you need to do to get into the game. And I'm just sitting here, like, rolling, and I'm like, wait, maybe I don't know what the hell a wave dash is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, essentially she got me into the game, and we had, like, this huge flourishing scene at our high school. Like, I very very fortunate to have been able to grow up in this area because like like i'm not kidding you we had 25 active melee players at a point like we we would have like this list of like an elo ranking on our phone on like the notes app and just like constantly challenge each other and just play um we had like a whole club dedicated to it but um new jersey let's yeah. go yeah no for real um <laughs> our scene was really cool and this was like this wasn't even like the competitive scene yet this was just high school friends and everything going on but um so yeah that's pretty much how i got into the game and i remember my um being exposed to the smash dock and uh this was around the time where leffen was seen as like the villain of the smash scene and i was like i don't mess with this guy's smug personality i think i want to take a set off of him like that was my main goal when i got into melee so um i just like practiced vigorously and played a lot and um ended up going to my first tournament like later in that spring of that school year um i didn't go and two i have never gone oh and two before which wow. is something yeah it was uh that i think that moment when i went one and two at my first tournament i was like maybe i have a shot at this maybe maybe it's like maybe it's destiny but then i was like no i just got lucky that's it <laughs> i should have gone oh and two but um so yeah that uh it was all humble beginnings and a very supportive group of friends that helped me get into the game so did you play marth from the beginning when you were getting serious with competitive yes um i uh originally when i was playing brawl i was like a 
I don't know, like, you know how you call people like dual and tri mains? Well, I had five different mains. I don't know what you would call that, a, a quintuple main. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, eventually I moved away from that and started playing Marth. And then when I went to Melee, um, it was either Pikachu or Marth. And I was like, I really like swords. And Marth's edgy and has a sword, so <laughs> I would have picked Marth. <laughs> so. so it's not just uh, the fact that Marth happens to be top three at least in melee it's also because mars super cool exactly um yeah he's super cool his movement is super slick um fun facts my tag used to be greasy and part of it was because mars movement looks like he's sliding around on grease so i was like yeah i'm gonna pick the tag greasy the other part of it is because my friends called me a greasy italian growing up so it was like a little bit of both worlds but uh yeah mainly because mars looks like he's sliding around but, You're uh, stealing the whole Thunder thing from Hoborg because that was a question from Hoborg. Also, Johnny Gamble, aka Gumball from PGH, is like, oh, when did he change his tag? What happened to yeah. Greasy? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Gumball is a patron of the of Bottom Smash Mountain. So I asked Hoborg before the interview, I say, I'm going to be having error on what do you think I should ask? And Hoborg says, well, tag used to be greasy. What was the reason behind changing the tag? That's a good question. So shout out to Hoborg for always providing good stuff for me to ask people. Heck yeah. Shout out to Hoborg. Um, sorry, sorry for stealing his thunder. It just happened to, you know, the opportunity presented to me. It was, was a beautiful opportunity. I think Absolutely. you're doing great so far. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, that's really the beginning. No, but seriously, why'd you change the name from Greasy? Sorry, the tag from Greasy oh. to Error. Oh, oh. Um, so after a point, I was just kind of like, Greasy's a little bit of a disgusting name. <laughs> um, I just like, I'm, I, I don't find myself being Greasy anymore. And like, it just wasn't, uh, I wasn't vibing with it. So um, at the time I was playing a little bit of <laughs> Gary's Mod. Um, have you played Gary's Mod? Okay, so you know, well, I'm constantly nodding, but no, I have not played oh. Gary's Mod. I just know that it's the reason why I laugh at things sometimes because I can say to myself, wait a minute, that's coming from Gary's Mod, and that's funny. Yeah. Right, exactly. Gary's Mod is a very funny game. I've I've watched, like, growing up, watched so many, like, little things people would make on YouTube with it. But um, essentially, when a model in the game is missing, a big red flashing word appears, and it's error. And I was like, that's kind of funny and it also sounds like kind of edgy and cool and i was like that kind of encapsulates me as a person i think because like you know sometimes like if i'm just having like an off day or i'm serious or something i just come off as like whatever maybe a little edgy a little little pro taggy but uh i also just like being goofy so i was like that that's it for now we'll go with that because (laughs) gmod i know what you mean though you don't want to just be the person who's jeff you don't want to be the person who's coming in with something that's a little bit more basic. Although, shout outs to Ben. I couldn't believe it. I was like, your your tag is Ben because your name is Ben. And well, never mind. You're just a really sick chic. I can't I can't yeah. talk smack anymore. <laughs> right. But, but I, for me, like I chose Cypher 003 because of a lot of convoluted reasons. And so the basic idea there being, I'm like, I just want to be super cool because i'm super not when wife was in the documentary when wife's talking about finding your second self in smash i was like oh yes 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 this is cool i want to be the like a confident outgoing person and i still didn't go to a tournament until last year in 2021 and i was watching that dog when it came out in 2013 so it didn't really work as well as i wanted it to but all that to say i like hearing how you originally go with something that resonates with you and then you're willing to change it as time goes on because, and Hoberg was saying this, you wanted it to not only be something that you liked, you liked the idea of having your tag be error and also be more friendly for streaming, but also be something that resonates with you. So I guess, would you say that if you got to a certain point and error is no longer the move, what if you have a big enough stream going on or you're doing something where you go, ah, my brand, I can't change it now. It's too late as content pilled as that is to ask. What would you, what would you say to that? Um, that's actually something I've given a lot of thought because it's, uh, I could totally see myself wanting to do that. Um, and I've kind of decided like as interest, like, as difficult of a move it might be if 
you know my content ever gets to the point where i have a big following um i figure like on the surface level it's kind of like oh it would be a bad idea for your brand whatever to change it but on another in, in another like uh aspect i also think to have a big enough following like that if i changed my name and just made sure i put it places and said hey i'm doing this like on twitter i make a stream announcement i make a youtube video like then it's like trying to cover all my bases essentially and i think that would be the best way to make sure that i go about maintaining my brands should i ever have one um so telling myself that i've completely decided it would be absolutely okay to change my name at a point if i decide i want to that's very cool because i feel like i'm very much committed to the tag of cypher 003 but somebody said to me the other day <laughs> it's the person who came up with the uh, wordle tag for 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 melee tags and they said to me are you committed to cypher 003 or can we just shorten it to cypher and then we put you in the wordle engine <laughs> i was like no i'm keep the numbers it's it's you know i there's a reason why there i'd like to have the numbers there but yeah and then i thought to myself i want to be on wordle and then i felt ashamed because i was almost swayed by a random question to like cut off the numbers right. so i um, feel wishy-washy about it sometimes that's fair um i didn't even know there was a wordle thing going on that's that's kind of cool but um wait yeah, it's five letters. Ares is five letters. Wait, am I doing that right? Yeah, no, no, no. It's five letters. You're probably you in the Wordle thing, especially since you're PR ranked. I mean, that that totally makes sense that you would be on there. We got to get you. We got to get you a link to that. All right, that'd be pretty cool. We'll we'll, ch we'll have to check it out. Okay, um, so you were R, excuse me, number nine ranked in New Jersey, like I was saying earlier. How do you get there? Other than, of course, doing what most melee players do, which is playing the game obsessively, looking over VODs and studying matchups, being able to execute technically, build up endurance for an all-day tournament or a two-day tournament, being able to just be in that moment enough times where you're in the fire and you're able to stay calm under pressure. What would you say was your favorite part of the arc of you going from, oh, yeah, I'm barely doing better than two and two, where you're now saying, I'm going to beat you, PR-ranked player in New Jersey, because I can. Watch out, Wally. Watch out, Swooper. Watch out, J-Flex. Like, that kind of stuff. Where, What would you say was your favorite part of going from, you know, scrub to not scrub? Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, my favorite part probably would have been the moment that I realized... I can do it and like kind of transition my mindset from a like a I never really had a doomer mindset about melee but I had a mindset that was very like I have to be the best and I have to win every set and I kind of transitioned that to a mindset that was more I need to learn from every set and I need to learn from everything that I do within a set of melee with anyone or games and that made melee so much more enjoyable for me to the point where my skill started to increase like drastically i think um and this also gave me more confidence when i went into sets and you know i i wasn't feeling nervous as much um and i was okay with taking l's and that was one of my biggest accomplishments because anybody who knows me from very early days of melee knows that my mindset is fragile um it could fall apart at any moment so um that was that has to be my favorite thing that i have done in working on myself to get to where I am now. Um, and if anybody's ever struggling with it, it's what I recommend that you really dig deep into. And, you know, for those that know me, I'm also always down to talk about. Did I lose you? You froze up there. It's the thing. That is the thing that I love the most about my melee journey. Sorry, you froze up there. So I missed the very last part of your part of your response, but are you still with me? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. 
Awesome. Okay. Yes, you are moving. You are no longer in a like a freeze frame spot. It's like playing a melee game and someone's trying to like help you out and coach you and they pause and they say, what's about to happen here? And you go, Ugh. have you ever right. taken coaching by the way? Or are you just self a self-taught learner of mm -hmm. the game? I've actually had quite a few coaches. Um, back in 2017, I was taking drugged Fox lessons when he first started uh, doing those lessons. Then they got too expensive, and I was a mere high schooler with a part-time job, and I was like, I can't afford this. I gotta go. Um, and then I took lessons with Ark, a Marth main from Texas. Um, very good. I only took one lesson with him, um, but he gave me a very good understanding of what I need to do to get better and how to practice, which I really valued. Um, I had a free lesson with Zane um, about a year and a half ago. He posted on his Twitter. He was like, hey, Marth mains, um, I'm going to do lessons, like free lessons with 10 of you. So reply and I'll pick 10 people and DM you. And I was one of the people that he picked. So I had a free lesson with Zane. Um, Super brain, cool. Yeah, my brain had literally expanded like four <laughs> times from that. Um, That's awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and then I also took lessons with Logan. Um, and they were very insightful in very different avenues of melee and just being a competitor that I hadn't gotten from anyone else. So I've had a very healthy mix of coaching and it's it's something that I take from time to time and just like apply it and I'm just like yeah, this is how I can get better. So Now, have you ever um, turned that around and coached anybody yourself? I have not really. Um I have coached one friend because uh Annually, we like to run uh, tournaments in, in my town for just the people who play the game from high school. Um, uh, we call it Jingle Smash because it's around Christmas and it's a, it's a fun little time. That's um, awesome. And I have coached my friend, Jace. His tag is Muffin. Um, he's actually in chat right now. Hello, Jace. Uh, Let's go, Jace. Woo! <laughs> he, um, him and I, we sat in Discord for like an hour or two and we just went over Melee and I'm not very good at like articulating what goes on in a match. So I'm very self-conscious about my coaching, but I try and I try to make it understandable for anybody of any level that I'm trying to help, if that makes sense. Because, you know, I, I imagine if you talk to like if it were 2013 and you were getting coaching from like Mewtwo King or Armada, they might be talking about things that go so over your head that you're like, I know this is valuable stuff, but I'm not at that level. So when I try to coach people, if I do, or like my friend per se, even if they're not on my level, I try to make it so that they can get the most out of it while on their level. So. I mean, that's the, tr that's the whole challenge with commentary, right? When you are trying as a, high level player or a high level commentator because Toph is a very good player, but he's also very good at commentary. So the best ones find a way to somehow give a complicated concept and make it understandable for most people or the majority of the audience. But it, it's hard when you're not necessarily used to doing that. I mean, why would you? Most melee players don't start playing melee because they want to learn how to explain it to other people. Right. <laughs> but eventually you get good enough and the person who you're playing, they say to you, oh, what was I doing wrong there? And they're not being specific. And so you're going, I mean, you have a couple of really bad habits that kind of carried me tbh i was able to autopilot i mean that i, I don't know what you want from me and then right. you, or like uh, i just don't want to be having this conversation right now or this that and the third i mean there's a lot of different avenues that you can take it but would you say that you even if you don't always feel comfortable trying to relay a concept to somebody because you're not sure how how much you need to break it down by or water it down is that something that you still feel like over time you enjoy more or does it start to wear on you no, I actually find myself really enjoying it. Um, mostly because if I can help anybody understand this really complicated ass game, then that brings me enjoyment. So, um, it's something that I would like to experiment with doing more. I just have to be more confident, and um, I'm trying to actually help myself understand how to articulate it more by doing more analysis myself. So, um, in hopes that I can help or eventually become a coach but um so yeah 
All in good time. All in good time. You know, I was watching Kadoran versus Spark for King of the Cube. Did you watch that since the set uh, no, happened? No, I didn't. I have not, no. Okay, do you want spoilers or do you not want spoilers? I'll take some spoilers. Okay, so it's 5-3. to three. The set goes 5-3 to three in Spark's favor. Kadoran said before the match started, pre-Johnning with, you know, I'm not great at the Sheik matchup. There's a little bit of a narrative that I'm not great at the Sheik matchup. And all I want to do today is prove that I'm getting better at the Sheik matchup. I'd love to win, but honestly, I'd be happy with not, I'd, I'm happy with avoiding a 5-0. And yes, it was very competitive. Uh, they were going back and forth. It's just that Spark was able to take advantage of that Dreamland counterpick stage. I mean, it looked, it looked rough for Kadoran on that stage in particular, but it's Toph and Blur commentating and Blur is just going on and on about Mars Down Smash versus Sheik. So this is a good example. This is a good time for you to talk to me and try to water it down for me and everybody who's watching that is is Marth's down smash really the move versus Sheik? Is it really what you have to rely on when Marthritis starts to set in and you are beyond combo percentages for kill confirms? Is that what's happening? Is down smash really the move? So I think it is the move, um, but it's really hard to make it the move, if that makes sense. Um, right, you have to set it up kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and, you know, so... Marth Sheik is historically seen as Marth's worst matchup. Like most Marths you talk to will start going on a curse-filled rant about Sheik <laughs> if they have the opportunity. <laughs> like they hate the character. Um, uh. But we've seen a lot of development using Down Smash in the matchup, where the primary use of it is um, at kill percents or a little higher. Uh, like. What I mean by a little higher is when your combos don't start working. More so just like, um, you know, that 100 plus percent, uh, maybe even a little lower. Um, but essentially what I'm trying to get at is the ideal thing to do with it is to either forward or down throw Sheik. And then what you do is you follow her tech roll, particularly like what I would do would be like if I forward throw her, I would wave dash to where like a down smash would cover her um, tech in place. And then as she's hitting the ground, you do a down smash because what it's going to cover is it covers tech in place, miss tech, and tech roll behind. But if she rolls out, you have enough time, depending on your stage positioning, to get out of there and not get punished. So a lot of Marths have begun using down smash in the matchup to kind of get more consistent kills on Sheik at those higher percents. It's just... As we've all seen, Marth's down smash is, for whatever reason, like the hardest thing in the world to actually land a tipper hitbox on. Mm -hmm. um, it yep. just doesn't... It, yeah, it doesn't work the way we would like it to work. It seems to be that you have to space it right outside of the tip of the sword, which is really odd, but that's the way melee is. So, but yes, that that application for it is how most Marths are using it. Um, and even at low percents, some Marths like to do it uh, just to pop Sheik up and... Sometimes you have enough type to uh enough time to punish it, other times you don't. But um yeah, that's that's essentially my breakdown on why we Marths are using down smash in the matchup. Um and before you continue, I actually have a question in chat for who do you main from BMG? Oh hey, thank you, BMG, for the question. I main Falco for the most part, although I will say I dabble with Martha, I dabble with Sheik, I dabble with Fox, I dabble with Jigglypuff. I, I'm i not good enough to say I'm a consistently great Falco because I consistently have trouble wave dashing. So I blame it mostly on the controller nowadays and also the fact that I don't practice. That's a good excuse too. But what I really like about playing as Falco is the pillar combo concept, popping people up, knocking them back down. And it's not because I play any other FGC game like Street Fighter or them's fighting herds or uh, Tekken or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I I guess DBZ. DBZ is the one where you pop people up and you hit them down and then you pop people up and hit them down, I think. Something like that. Anyway, I, I like that concept in Melee. And it's obviously not just falco but that's the most classical falco thing to do and it's the one that's most easy to see and of course having a frame one move is always nice to have in the back pocket for a game where 
if I don't do something fast enough, I'm going to get ran over. But all I have to do is press down and then B. And sometimes I just get bailed out. <laughs> I mean, like a Falcon will try to rush me down. They'll start throwing out their forward air, the knee. It'll start to come out. But the shine comes out first. I'm good. <laughs> exactly it's, i really it's a get, get out of jail free card my my one friend who we uh shout outs to drew he plays as falcon i play as falco i know he's better than me but because the matchup is it's not great for falcon and i just throw out up tilts and shines he was always like very annoyed with me <laughs> but, uh, but that's i mean melee's fun i think I think that's what some people forget that melee is just super fun across all levels. When you, when you want to try hard and when you want to doom about it, you can, and that's fine too. But for me, playing Falco is probably who I have the most fun playing with as well. Not just because I think Falco is viable or this, that, and the third. I just really enjoy playing the character. Falco is very fun character. I don't blame you. <laughs> so if you would pick a secondary for maybe a secondary crew battle or something like that. Who would you go with since Marth is off the table? <laughs> uh, it would have to be either between Fox or Mario. So not Pikachu. Uh, Cause you mentioned Pikachu was a potential main pick for, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pikachu was after I decided that I wasn't going to main Pikachu. I basically tossed him off the edge of the earth. He doesn't exist to me. Woohoo. Um, yeah, I know. It was it was the biggest betrayal of all time, but um <laughs> yeah, I uh find myself like I find myself really enjoying Fox and Mario as my secondaries instead. But uh I think Mario a little more. Ooh, so, slowly becoming yeah. a Mario main. Isn't that what it says on your Twitter bio? Uh yeah, at a point um I was like I changed my Twitter screen name to uh Mario main. <laughs> i love mario dude i always claim that my mario's got the sauce so if anybody wants to see my mario feel free to money match it <laughs> oh, okay that's awesome i mean what i would like to see because turn down for walt like i feel like it's secretly annoyed at everyone that posts mario clips onto the twitter whether it's none or junebug junebug i feel like deliberately did Mar mario on that play for a while to try to put out some good clips to like um show up turn down for walt i would love to see a money match somewhere in the near future for a regional or maybe pounds something like that whatever that, big tournament or there be are hype. multiple mario players involved that'd be super cool yeah i would love I to agree. see so secondary in general the floaties tend to go to a fast fall or the fast fall tends to a floaty would you agree with that yes absolutely i think most players tend to opt for the character that is almost like the opposite of theirs um except in the rare in, in the very weirdly common occasion where spacey players often dual main the other spacey oh sure um, yeah mm -hmm. but outside of that occurrence then yeah i do tend to see like a lot of marth mains pick up fox or falcon as a secondary um like i've seen puff mains pick, pick up fox um i've seen fox mains pick up Sheik or marth so I think I think it, that generally does tend to be a thing. But, when uh, you think about where you are on the PR now and the f way that you're able to successfully challenge uh, everybody there, I mean, I saw you playing a, for very briefly, okay, I didn't have a whole lot of time to research you today, but I saw, I just looked up Error versus Wally, and sure enough, there was an event somewhere in 2021 where you're playing in grand finals. So, I mean, hey. You're you're playing against Wally. That's super cool. I didn't get to see the outcome of that grand final set, but you're in other words, you're able to challenge the players on the PR who are uh, who are above you. So, do you see yourself continuing to make waves in 2022, or what would you say is a goal of yours that you've set out for yourself for this year? So actually, um, I told myself that I don't think I've really told many people, um, but you know, once the year turned, I decided this would be the year that I'm going to actually commit and make a push to try and get on that lower end, like top 100 list per se. Um, top or at least let's go exactly number Mr. 100. But, uh, you know, for essentially if, if not to make the list people to know that I could make that list. Um, I, think that believing in yourself as cliche as it sounds is one of the most important factors to getting to um places like that and 
I just wholeheartedly do believe in myself. And um, I am notorious for being a very lazy player. Like, uh, I don't, I haven't really practiced. I didn't really do a lot of analyzation. This year I changed my practice. Um, I have been practicing consistently. It, like, every now and then I'll take, like, a week or two off. But, like, after that, like, I'll have, like, a bad tournament day where my hands suck. And I'm just like, I need to practice. Um, <laughs> Which happened last week, so I was like, "Yeah, I need to start practicing again." And here I am, and I'm trying to I'm trying to analyze so that I can achieve my goal for this year. Um, and it'll obviously take a lot of juggling with time, and you know, maybe sacrificing going out on some nights. But it's what I want to do, and that's what I got to do. So I'm gonna really try to make that happen. So because. I feel like the reason why it's something that you can make a goal for yourself for this year is because since you're able to be ranked in a state that is historically pretty strong, I mean, you have people like B-Bats coming out swinging. Tri-State, best region on in the world for Melee. We'll take anybody on in crew battles. Let's go. Uh, which I love. <laughs> B-Bats is a friend of the program, so shout-outs. All that to say, you're, you're able to be competitive in this region. So that's a, already a good sign that you have potential that you could get that melee stat shout out. Sorry, I'm not melee stats, but you know, you got my attention. So the point is, is that you can get to a spot where people see the tag error and they go, Oh, here we go. Like that kind of stuff. I want to say that your best bet is to do what has been traditionally the best bet to make top 100, which is to go to regionals and majors and make waves in top 64 and beyond. So when you talk about your practice routine and how often you play the game, how much you how much time you spend analyzing and actually reviewing sets that you've played previous, if you, if you call yourself a notoriously lazy player, I'll believe you. And Hey, welcome to the, uh, no, you don't want to be in the same club as me. I'm like even more lazy than you, but <laughs> you, you want to get better. That's cool. So let's talk your practice routine first. Like, what are you, what are you doing nowadays to make sure that you're consistently improving all the, all the technical stuff, all of your finger hand stretch exercises, warm ups, habits, this and the third. Yeah. Um, so I kind of had an idea for an experimental practice routine uh, the end of last week that I'm starting to put into effect. Basically, um, right now, because I'm in school and I'm working part-time, it's like some, I want my weekends off just from everything, just give myself a mental and bodily reset. Um, so Monday to Friday, I practice. Um, and on Mondays and Fridays, I am basically just grinding out like the most basic tech. Like, I will just sit there and do wave dashes. I will sit there and do wave lands on platforms. I will dash dance across the stage, all for anywhere from like 30 minutes to an hour. Like just only basic tech on Mondays and Fridays. And then on the like the uh, interweaving days, I don't know if interweaving is even a word, but uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, um, I practice more specific things. So um, this week, my goal uh, is to like yesterday, I analyzed 30 minutes of a Zane and Chudat set. Um, and, uh, like, I'm trying to figure out how do I deal with ICs at, uh, long range, mid range, and short range. See what Zane does, try to apply it myself with, uh, how to deal with, like, these things and stuff, because it's historically one of my really bad matchups. Um. And you got Slug to worry about every now and again. Exactly. Slug is literally, like, probably 30 minutes away from me, I imagine, or something, because, you know, he goes to Philly events, um. And I, I do two every now and then. So he's he's someone I got to be worried about. Um, but we also have JJM here too, who's phenomenal, a, a phenomenal ICs and Peach tool main. But um, regardless, uh, you know, I am just trying to basically use my analysis to figure out what I've got to practice and then practice it on the, uh, on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And I'm going to see how that's going to work because that way, in my mind, I'm keeping in check my basic tech at the beginning and at the end of the week, and then in between the stuff that I need to get more like thorough with. Um, and I'm going to see if that, uh, that pays off, and if it does, then I'm going to keep doing it. If not, then I'll kind of revise it, see how I can mix in both all week. So. How, many, how many events do you try to enter a week, or is it more of a week-to-week -week basis? Um... So I always enter at least one event a week, um, but my work schedule 
is very like it changes every week. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> I'm teasing. I mean, you're you're good. You're good. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But um, yeah, <laughs> I I I see why you're teasing now. I got you. But um, yeah. So as you know, like my work schedule is just very choppy every week. Like. I could work like I worked tonight. I might not work next Wednesday. I don't know yet. So that um, gum. Yeah, it, it makes it it makes it hard to go to events. But, uh, you know, for big regionals or majors, I like to take off and then go to events. But, you know, it's it's difficult because um, trying to juggle going to events. I also like to spend time with my girlfriend, obviously, go to see my friends and I have school and the job. So it's like five different things I'm trying to do in a week. And I love all of them except for work and school. So I love three fifths of them. <laughs> but uh, it has to be done. It has to be done. Right. Exactly. Priorities. But like mm. um, the idea is once I'm out of school and I have a full time job, then I'll have a very consistent schedule to abide by. And then I can go to more melee events, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm hoping that with my current job situation, I'm supposed to have off every Friday, so have a three-day weekend, but then mm -hmm. things get busy, and then I don't have Fridays off, uh -huh. and that can be challenging, because I I went to my first tournaments in 2021, just the local stuff, but then Pound will be my first major ever at the end of April of this year, of 2022, and I'm like, oh, this is so cool, this is sick, and... I think oh, now I want to go to something like the big house and I don't want to assume that it's all going to fall into place because we still have the pandemic to worry about and everything else. But I think to myself, my job isn't as consistent with its schedule as it really ought to be. This sucks. Right. But you know, I feel like most people that I talk to and I guess now that would be yourself as well, Jude, where is the consistent work schedule? Who gets to have those jobs? I mean, I, I want know. that job. <laughs> That'd right. be great. Like, it's, like, just tell me I gotta work forty hours a week or whatever, and I'll I'll be like, woohoo! And then I'll do what you gotta do, and then I'll go to tournaments or something. I don't know, but I, nobody I talk to has a consistent scheduled job. Yep, it sucks. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yeah, for real, it doesn't exist. And um, yet we're supposed to be consistent with practicing melee, although I'm right. giving myself a pass because I don't consistently practice melee. But yeah, yeah, you know, nobody's I mean, got to know that, right? The pressure's <laughs> on. The pressure's on you, I guess, a little bit. I mean, I don't know. You you were talking earlier about how you enjoyed the mentality switch from you know one of like uh, high expectations or this that and the third. It's sort of just letting yourself say. I just want to be able to learn as I go along. I want to be able to learn and feel this enough times that I can improve and like feel the improvement instead of focusing always on results. But in terms of, and we've been talking about this a little bit now, what you want to do is push for results and make that all happen. So let's say we get into September, you've gone to a few majors, of course, ones that are both Smash World Tour focused or just fun ones like, like Genesis or or the Big House, which I guess would be in October. So ignore that. But there are going to be tournaments that happen that are not Smash World Tour involved. I know that a lot of locals and regionals will try to hop on the gravy train because, I mean, hey, if they can help their region get to the Smash World Tour championships in December, then all the better. I'm sure Axis, friend of the show, shout out to Axis, I'm sure try to get all of his events to be Smash World Tour pilled. So that's great. But when you get to a certain point of this year and the results aren't where you want them to be and you would have spent months by now in the middle of the year working on all this stuff, Monday through Friday, trying to deal with everything else that you're juggling in your life, do you say to yourself, I need to do whatever it takes to avoid that reality? Or are you okay with being in that spot because you still want to learn and you can turn it around? Or there's always next year mentality. Where would you say you like feel like you would be leaning into? Hmm. So it really depends. Um, I would definitely lean more to the either next year or... I must do everything it takes. Um, I would probably lean closer to the there's always next year. Um, mostly because I don't want to stop trying. So if it gets to the point, like, say September, where my results aren't where they need to be to um, either make that top 100 list or go to Smash World Tour or whatever, um, then as Melee has proven to us, 
there will most likely be a next year and i can always like i can spend the rest of my year just trying to learn even more and just having maybe having a little more fun with it or just reevaluating my mindset just trying to take into account everything that happened over the past year and seeing what needs to change what i am doing well and leave it at that or you know what i need to either improve on or anything of the sort but um yeah i would say that definitely in more of that optimistic vein of there's always next year but silly so. me what am i saying you're gonna be killing it by july or august or september let's just say they're like throwing the uh my mark of september this course you're gonna be doing super fantastic by then i mean i'd like to be a positive person like we said before we got officially rolling okay so now that we've sort of talked about a lot of the different things that you got going on, we didn't talk super much during the official recording about streaming and in all the things that you said that take up your time and how you're busy, justifiably so, you didn't mention streaming or doing the whole content thing. For me, just to catch you up on what I do, I guess I do the, the job thing. I usually work north of 40 hours a week. Even in just four days, I'll work 40 plus hours a week. And then I try to do at least two podcast episodes a week. And then <laughs> I didn't mention the part where I'm married and have kids. That too, that too. I love my family, I promise. So I got all that kind of stuff going on. And then I think, oh, I would also like to play Melee. But it's also kind of hard to play uh, by myself when I don't have access to a good computer for Slippy. And the locals are not happening right now. So we'll just do locals later. But then I start to feel bad, that kind of stuff. That's where I am. So I, I understand sort of the full schedule that you got going on. But for you, how much of a priority will the whole content machine be for you throughout this, this year as you continue to try to get better at the game and have better results as well? So... um First of all, I want to commend you for, you know, having a family and doing all of this that you do, um, because that is a lot. That is so much on your plate, but you are doing an awesome job with everything, your content. Um, I watched some of your uh, podcast episodes just to, like, familiarize myself with how everything goes. And, like, it's it's really good quality content. I enjoy it. Um, you don't even mind uh, the frame drops? It's because of the laptop, no. I swear. I, no, I don't mind at all, because it's it's everything else about it is very good quality in my opinion and it's it's enjoyable to listen to and um yeah i just think it's good stuff so appreciate it thank you yeah especially and when when you get that new computer it's gonna you know everything's gonna explode in uh quality it'll be awesome so um but uh yeah for content for me um it's interesting because uh, as much as I love Melee and I love competing and I love being a Melee player and a part of the community, content for me is something that I kind of love doing Melee with, but also I want to diverge and do other things with. So um, the reason I forgot to mention it was because I just genuinely forgot. Uh, I was just like, oh yeah, like once you brought up streaming, I was like, yeah, I do want to do that, right? <laughs> um I do currently stream every Wednesday and Saturday at 9.30. Um, so I have like the semi-consistent schedule. Um, I would love... To, oh, wait, actually, I forgot. I just added Fridays at 1 p.m. So I do have like this three-day thing going on. Um, and I love it. Again, it's really awesome making content. I have a YouTube channel where my uh, my friends, his name is Matt. Uh, Shout-outs to Matt. He offered to work and do editing for me. And like... Uh, just like do it as a we work off of each other kind of thing and once we both let's make it oh we'll, matt that's so yeah. cool Matt. let's go yeah uh yeah matt's one of my he's uh one of my really good friends from high school and he's just he's a real one so i love that man um so we put out a video on uh are you familiar with the game crab game it was crab like game uh yeah. no i don't think so so are you familiar with the show squid game yes most people are yes mm -hmm. okay yeah. so it was mm -hmm. like this little spoof game of squid game um that i basically just recorded a video on and he did editing and you know it, it was it's a first video type of thing so of course it's got so much we could work on but we both had so much fun doing it um oh that's so important so, yeah exactly like, i we both loved the process it was awesome the editing he did a great job with and uh you know i put it on youtube and it's sitting there and every now and then i go and watch it and it makes me laugh and that's what's important um and uh 
ideally over summer when him and I are both graduated from college and whatever, then we're going to start pushing out YouTube videos. And whether or not it's Melee content, I don't know. But it most likely won't be. Um, but uh, that's only because like I find myself struggling to acknowledge like my audience when i'm playing melee yeah especially on stream mm -hmm. so i like just to play zane. games i know zane literally <laughs> just like he's like staring at his camera like just playing melee and i'm like yeah that's that's about what i do too like i don't talk to chat it's hard um but uh so yeah um primarily probably other gaming content or something i've always like before i before i finish up here uh, on this question um i've always had an interest in doing like a video game review type content um mm. that were like you know people like the angry video game nerd or scott the Waz, where they talk about yeah. video games for like 45 minutes i love that stuff but i'm so afraid to like start and actually do that um so hopefully over the summer i'll make like a crappy video like that and i'll love every second of it and i'll be like this is a game from the Sega Dreamcast that I reviewed and, uh, you know, enjoy it. But um, my chat is asking them to notice them. Hello, hello, chat. Hi, sorry. We're, we're talking and having a conversation. Also, also, somebody asked me to dab, so excuse me. <laughs> oh, the double dab. There we go. And I don't um, even know if I'm on stream. It doesn't, it doesn't matter either way. You, but You are. You are. Uh, don't worry. Well, hello there. Hello, hello, exactly. hello. Hey, I really appreciate everybody tuning in, despite the fact that there's nothing really happening except for a conversation. Why don't you play a game? Why don't you stop talking? <laughs> I get it. Yeah, they say you actually have to uh, play games. Um, I also have to redeem a soundboard, so you might hear this, you might not. Bother. Um, if you heard that, you feel free to cut it out. Um, but uh, I didn't. I didn't understand what it was. What was it? So, so it was. It's a sound clip of my friend saying "bither" because we were talking. And playing a game in my group of friends, and instead of saying neither, he said bither, and then all of my <laughs> friends basically hopped on him, and uh, it uh, he never lived it down. So I clipped it and made a whole voice clip out of it and put it on my soundboard. <laughs> it was uh, it was really funny, and it's it's one of my favorite soundboard things. But it's it's a redeemable chat reward for my viewers, so they see bither and like, what the heck does this mean? That's a fun story, so, though. That's yeah, awesome. No, no. It, yeah, I agree. It is great. You never know when you get to be immortalized on a soundboard on your friend's stream. You never know. You have to be careful. It's true. It's true. You got to watch what you accidentally say. <laughs> but, yeah. So, that's my idea with content and stuff. A Sega also, Genesis hello. game, 45-minute review. Sega Genesis. Oh, what would I review from the Genesis? I, I might just keep it simple and review Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. But I'm, a a, good... I'm a big... Well, I, okay, so my first couple of podcasts, I would have to say, were kind of after the same vein of the Wannabes podcast, except I didn't have somebody like a JD or a Wasabi to talk to. I was just like, I'll just talk about Melee and I'll make it sound like the Wannabes podcast until I find my sound but what about you if you if you like the angry video game nerd content or scott the waz would you say that there'd be someone who you watch even nowadays where you go i could spoof this and kind of spin it a little bit i think there's nothing really wrong with making a crappy video where everybody goes oh you're just impersonating this that and the third but like the the Moki video that came out today where Moki's saying Melee's dying and here's why not to be doom and gloom about it mm -hmm. but everybody in the comments are like this sounds suspiciously and looks suspiciously like a Moist Critical video and it's funny <laughs> because Moki's sponsored by Moist Esports which is just Critical's Esports org. Anyway you have to start from somewhere you have to be inspired and then say I'll just copy it and then eventually it'll become something that's mine. I mean, right. without without being blatant about it, okay? You're not going to present yourself as the angry video game nerd and say, I'm totally that guy. You guys, right. trust me, bro. <laughs> trust me on this one. But, uh, you know, honor the roots, if you will. You know, shout out, to the, shout out to the Wannabes podcast. I know that JD and Wasabi aren't actively recording podcast episodes right now, but I miss you guys and, you know, inspire me every day, even if you still aren't putting out episodes on a regular basis. Yeah, their uh, their content was really good. I uh, 
I think the only podcast that I listened to from them was the episode where they interviewed Wally, because of course I gotta support Wally. Shout out to Wally, love my mans. But um, yeah, their content was very good, and every melee player who makes content is really good right now. So I we're in a we're in a good era of melee content, I think. But um, to answer your question, I think I would like. So I love Scott the Waz's videos mostly because the way he does comedy is in such a way where there are levels to it but also it will make the person who doesn't understand the levels laugh because like he sort of like does this thing where like he'll say a joke and then he does this really brief cutaway and a really funny visualization of it and then he just goes immediately back into the video and I just remember somebody talking about it and they talked about how this presentation of comedy and deliverance of jokes in his videos is unlike any others that but it also works so well not necessarily because of of its uniqueness but because of how it covers every avenue of viewer in a sense so that's there's something for of, everybody there exactly exactly so that's kind of what I would like to model myself off of, and that would be really hard <laughs> to do without blatantly <laughs> replicating it. But um, script writing is tough. I've tried to do a couple of scripted videos. It's tough. <laughs> I'm I'm sure, and like you know, a lot of people on YouTube that do these videos often have a background in like TV and film, or um, I know a lot of people have uh, backgrounds in marketing and branding. Some people don't have like any background in any form of education, which that is awesome to me. Um, and that, that is the most inspiring thing to me is that, you know, saying that you don't need to have experience or like all this knowledge on something to be successful at it. You just got to love it and love what you do. So what do you go to school um, for, by the way? I go to school for geology. Yeah. Geology. Uh, so rocks, right? Yes. Uh, cool. at the, at, yeah. At the very the very basis and the very the very basic foundation of it is is the rocks. Yeah, I find myself um, like just subconsciously enjoying geology all the time. I can't seem to get away from that stuff. It's it's really neat. Um, I really love it, and doing like the physical field work, going out into the field and studying specimens and whatnot is super cool to me. I always have a lot of fun when I do it. Um, and I actually have like a growing collection of like different minerals and um crystals and yada yada that uh i'm thinking about like making i've always wanted to do content with it maybe like like a monday night stream where like if i come across a new like crystal or mineral that i found in a shop or something i would just like show it to the stream and like talk about it or like um i thought i thought it would be an awesome thing to like get like a microscope and hook it up to my computer and have it like you know yes, stream yes, it or something yes yes Exactly right. Like, it sounds incredibly interesting as you describe it. I need you to go on Seth loves to talk to and talk to Seth about how much you love minerals and have plenty of things to show him, or just do it for yourself. That also would be very valid. Just do it for yourself. That can be your video. You can do a video game review on a not video game, but instead on minerals. That would be that very would, cool to see because unique be rocks. Really cool. I mean, it doesn't matter. It does not matter how old you are, chat. Everybody picked up rocks that looked cool in their youth. My kids do exactly. it all the time. They see cool rocks and they're like, can we keep it? And I'm like, no, it's part of somebody's lawn. Put it back. And like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. It's that uh it's the childish wonder that we have to keep alive. And part of that is picking up rocks and saying, This looks cool as hell. I want to keep this. I mean, I don't know if everybody should go to school for it, but good for you. So how how far along are you? Um, I am a fifth year senior because I've switched my major. This is my third major. Um, I originally went for music and then I went for psychology and then I took a geology course and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So this is my last semester. I am almost out of here. Not going to do higher education because I hate school, but yeah, uh, I didn't even bother doing college. Good for you though. Sticking through it. Three majors. That, that is, that is some, that took some real stones there to be able to just carry through and stick it out and stay tough with it. 
there you go. It mm. uh, it, that that one beats the classic. You rock, you know. <laughs> I mean, so. I might get there. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll pretend like you got there. We'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> so you mentioned Squid Game earlier. Now I just got to know what was your favorite game from the show. Please don't kill me. I've never seen the show. What? You mentioned Squid Game and you act like you've seen it and then you haven't seen it. And I know you're busy. I, I so. played the video game adaptation and that's all. That <laughs> you know, I've done the same thing for a couple of games where I play the game. Don't watch the movie. Don't care to watch the movie. <laughs> right. No, that's the thing. I'm not a, I'm not a big TV watcher. I don't watch movies. I don't watch TV. So oh, well, you I, do everything little... that you're doing now. That makes sense. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I just, I, I, this is a very gamer mindset, but whenever I sit down to watch a TV show or like I watch a movie, I'm just like, I could be playing a video game and I just find it much more enjoyable. So I'm like, I'd rather do that. I but, multitask while watching stuff nowadays. I feel awful about it. But ever since they had the iPhone thing where you can have it as a little screen and then scroll Twitter at the same time, like what did yeah. people do before that? And right. I, I would be one to remember because I'm old enough to remember having, I even remember dial up internet vaguely in AOL as a young, young child. So I remember, but I don't know, ever since the whole you can play the video, but also have most of your screen to scroll Twitter and just feel awful about how awful everything is. At the same time, it's glorious. Can, can you do that with apps that aren't Twitch? Yeah. Like, so for YouTube, you have to be a premium subscriber, but you could do that with YouTube uh, videos, with Hulu and Disney Plus, Netflix. Yeah. All the big ones okay. do it. Got you. I didn't know if you could do it with YouTube because there's always a thing. Whenever I like swipe down on my phone the wrong way, like, I'm going to see if I can replicate it. It tries like, to, but then it stops because you don't have YouTube premium. Right. And also, like, there's this weird thing that it does where, like, it'll pull down my entire screen and just half of it will be blank. And I don't know what that's for. I've oh, that's to, to make it more accessible. Some people have super small hands. I would be an example of having super small hands, but my hands are not that small. But essentially, it's trying to cut it in half so that someone with a small thumb can reach the top of the screen by making the top of the screen at the halfway point of the screen. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't know if that had functionality with like dividing the screen, like uh, like how like with Windows, if you drag one window to one side and one to the other, it separates it in half. But yeah, I didn't know. That's that's cool then accessibility but they i had to disable it on mine because you you're describing something that i frequently did by accident and i would always get annoyed because i'd be like ah, stop doing that and so i found it right. in settings one day because i was like i'm just going to go through everything it's probably not here but i have to go to about ip address nope it's not here let's go to the accessibility oh it makes sense that it would be in accessibility settings never mind all right turn that off oh, right. i feel better now exactly sometimes you just gotta figure out the root of the problem get rid of it and then your life just goes on smooth sailing and you don't watch and you don't watch tvs and movies and stuff what i would say about squid game is that it's sort of along the same lines as other media where a bunch of people are getting killed and somebody asks why is this happening the futility of it all it's it, it is good and i think that it's cool to it's cool to okay how do I say this without saying it rudely? I, I like seeing, not that I am a connoisseur in this way, but when I see media that's not made from North America, that's not made with the North American audience in mind, if it's anime that was originally based in Japan, where it's Japanese dubs, and I'm just watching it on, on subs. I'm not, I don't watch a lot of anime in, in English. I watch it in the original Japanese stuff. Like I, I just enjoy seeing how people from different cultures like how they do entertainment so right. obviously squid game is a good example of that because it's it's south korean not not english right um yeah i uh there was one korean film i watched it was trained to it starts with a b can't remember but actually the main the actor in that i think i know what you're talking about i can't yeah. remember either but the main it's, actor in that is in squid game Yes. Yeah, I was I was going to say that. I was going to say in case you might know this fact, this is how you would know what I'm talking about. So you do. Um but yeah, that that film was a really Train to Busan. Thank you one more slice. Appreciate it. Um that movie was phenomenal. 
Uh, it was really good, and it was an actually scary zombie movie. So it was, like, really cool to see because I feel like every zombie movie that you see here is, like, the same premise at all times. But <laughs> that one was really good. Highly recommend it to anybody. And I don't watch a lot of movies, so I can't recommend movies, but this one I can. It's tough so. because for every movie about zombies that there is, you just say to yourself, it's not as good as Call of Duty Black Ops zombies, the the OG stuff. I mean, Kino, Der Toten, Call of the it- Dead. I mean, even Dude. Shangri-La has its bright spots. Although I frequently found myself getting super annoyed at that map. And I'd say, let's yeah. just go back to Kino. And they always say, no, it's the new map. Let's play Shangri-La. I'm just reliving Dude. bad Xbox Live memories now where I was like, guys, I hate this map. And they're like, no, no, it's great. And we always no. die in like the third round. And they're like, what's happening? And I'm like, you don't have space to run trains. That's the problem. Right. No, I know. The... Shangri-La is not one of my favorite zombie maps. Um, my friends and I actually frequent, like, okay, we used to frequently play zombies, like, in the past two years. Um, it is We have significantly diminished on doing that, but every now and then we have a kick again where we all hop on Steam and we're like, we're going to play Nazi zombies. We love it. Um, and, uh, like, oh, it's just, it's just so much fun. I love COD zombies, dude. What would you um, say is your favorite map, though? Because Call of the uh, Dead or Kino Dertonton would be mine. So I really love Call of the Dead, um, but Darice takes it for me. Yeah, yeah, that is, a, that is a fun map. Although I, I think, I think just because it was the second, or no, it was the first expansion one, and everybody's playing it, and I'm trying to play it too, and I was just too used to Kino Dertonton at the time that. I had a hard time getting away from Kino. So when the second one came out, which might've been Call of the Dead, it might've been something else. I was like more ready to move away from, right. I was like, they literally, why stop? <laughs> or sorry, why continue? You've already achieved perfection. Theater of the <laughs> damned. Let's just, let's just stick with that. Right? No. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I don't know. I, I can't think of any map I don't like except for Shangri-La maybe like mm-hmm. uh the moon is oh moon is one of my favorite maps that map is sick it's so hard but it's so good oh no like that's where I actually like all the tight spaces because it feels like you're sort of like going somewhere important most of the time like the the tunnels are not super fun but when you get to the open space it feels like you're supposed to be there and I don't know somehow they captured the magic of saying every big place that's open where you can run trains is also really cool looking or you just feel rewarded by getting there after being in tight spaces like the tunnels like i was saying i don't know somehow they they made it so much better than shangri-la for the moon map in particular i agree i agree it's uh they did a really good job with designing that map and all of their other maps really you know they just uh, you just never know what you're going to talk about when you talk about melee. I love the fact that we both love zombies though. That's awesome. Oh, absolutely. For sure. If you, if you ever want to run some zombies, by the way, you can always hit me up. Uh, you know, this way. new computer, if it, sh- if it runs melee, great, then it should theoretically run zombies. Great as well. Yeah. I forgot the whole don't have a computer thing yet. But no, that's okay. Once. No, no, that's pr- perfectly fine. You lo- you look like you're running with a great setup over there, so good for you. Yeah, I uh, I built this computer last year. Um, before that, I had like a lower end gaming PC that a friend donated to me because before that, I was kind of in like the same situation where I couldn't really do much but run melee, and that was in quotations run melee. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Yeah, I, uh, I've i been very fortunate in my endeavors with a PC, but now I have a PC that I built and I am I love. So we're uh, we're living out here, I'd say. Yeah, you're doing great. Look, with the, when the pandemic stuff started, I was like, I'm probably going to need to do the whole PC thing at some point, but I never needed it. When I started doing podcasts in the beginning of 2021, that's when I said, oh, I guess I need this. Can I steal the one from work? And my boss says, uh, okay, sure. I just don't break the laptop, I guess. So right. still making it work. But yeah, next month, that's when that's when everything changes. Mary, shout outs to Mary from, uh, he's a player in the 717 area. He's going to help me build a computer, allegedly. We'll, we'll figure it out. Maybe I'll have to do it mostly by myself, get a little bit of help here and there. But I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to go for it, Jude. 
that's hype. That's that's going to be super exciting, dude. I'm excited for you. Appreciate that. So to finish up on the official recording here, well, first of all, we want to thank everybody who's listening live on twitch.tv slash it's underscore error underscore. Thank you so much for sticking around or chilling or lurking. All the people contributing to the numbers, you help make Jude a better person and me by an indirect result, I guess. So thank you so much for that. And I want to thank you, Jude, for making the time out of your very, very busy schedule to hop on. I would like for you to tell the people where they can find you other than Twitch. You also have a Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, if you're interested in following my very extravagant life, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jude Pasternak. Uh, that is spelled P-A-S-T-E-R-N-A-K. There is no C in there. Um, my YouTube is simply just uh, error. I don't know what the channel link is, probably because I don't have a dedicated one yet, but you can find it somewhere. Um, I also have a Discord. Feel free to join that if you type in my chat explanation point Discord. Always, uh, I get notifications when we go live. I post my YouTube videos there. I try to talk to people, but it's kind of a dead Discord. Trying to change that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and also TTV slash it's underscore error underscore. You can always find me here Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Let's so. go. And one more oh, time, yeah. Jude. Thank you so much for joining me on Bottom of the Smash Mountain. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, It's been a really awesome time. This is my first interview with uh, regarding Melee, so I'm honored. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, thanks for hopping on with me. Of course, of course.